Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Brian Scalabrini. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Brian Scalabrini at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Uh, Scal, normally I wish you a happy Scalentine's Day, but this one doesn't feel so happy today. Yeah, it's been uh, a brutal loss yesterday. So brutal. I, you guys probably thought I was ducking you, but I just caught on my tractor and did tractor work all day. Tractor? And, yeah, I just I was just out in the yard all day, and I just completely forgot about the call, but um, trying to just get my mind off of this thing and hopefully, to, you know, like different things maybe the Celtics can do to uh, – to get back and even the series out. So normally I would get sidetracked by this tractor question, but I'm going to try to I'm going to try to stay focused here on the Celtics okay. and their struggles. I, I have I have brought this up before, Scal, to you, and I think we've we've butted heads on this in the past that that something feels a little off with the Celtics. And I'm paraphrasing, but you've said, well, in the regular season they're playing down to their level of opponent, but maybe they will flip a switch in the postseason. It doesn't seem to be that, that that switch has been flipped with this team. I was watching your postgame commentary last night. You're out on your tractor today, uh, driving around, trying to look for answers. So it seems like it seems like you're more frustrated and at a loss for words with this team than you have been. How are you feeling a, a, about them and where they're at down 3-2? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I talked to you guys after one. I didn't care about James Harden scoring 45 in game one. I mean, like... That kind of stuff does happen in the NBA. Um, loved what I saw in two and three. Loved it. Like I just like, come on, man, who's beating this team right here when they play like that? And then, um, and then four. I don't like. Like I guess I came out like I guess you were right about them coming out flat. Like I don't get it. I I just don't get like the complacency. I don't get uh, like what Joe was saying afterwards. Like you can want to win so bad. You don't you like try too hard. I, I didn't get any of that. I, all I saw was, uh, especially the start of Game Four in Philly. I saw lackluster effort defensively. I saw the same thing in Game Five. Now I, I think Philly played way better in Five than they did in Four. I thought Doc had some great answers for them. Like the great answers were, if you pressure Harden, which had a tremendous amount of success. If you pressure him, then we'll just pass the ball to somebody else. And if you pressure that guy, we'll just throw it to Embiid, and we'll get into our offense. Like I just thought, it like that was that was 
a good idea for Doc to get the ball out of the hands of whoever's pressuring. And Jalen Brown seems to be the guy that's had the most pressuring the ball, and it just didn't really make anybody go against him. So I, I thought that you know, good job by them, and it sort of it totally negated the Celtics defense. And then, you know, I guess the final thing I would say is. I don't understand why we're not playing Robin Al. And I've had arguments with Joe on the plane or in, in the back room, and, and I never would bring it up. Like, you know, I, I just trust that their numbers, they have so much more access than I do, and their numbers are right. Like, the net rating of those two guys is amazing. I don't understand why they're not on the floor together. So that's – they must know something more than I, but I, I, I would think that those two guys need to play together, especially against a big physical team like – the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, Scal, I wanted to ask you about that. And Rob, in particular, got in with, I think, two and a half minutes in the fir- left in the first quarter last night and only played 18 minutes. Is there something going on with him health-wise, or is this a strategic matchup that Joe's going with, to your knowledge? Well, like I said, like, my conversations all year, like, I'm like, why? Like, I, I, I get it. Like, I totally get it. We're trying to manage Rob's minutes all year. Everyone knows Rob's the key, or at least I thought Rob's the key to us winning a championship and all that stuff. And so I said, well, I understand managing his minutes, but in the playoffs, you're going to have to play those two. And, you know, like I talked to people and I didn't get the answer that I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah, you're exactly right. When those two are together, how is teams going to score on the Celtics? It was like, ah, it doesn't really matter. Like you could play this guy or that guy. As long as one of them is on the court, we seem to be good, but it feels like to me like both those guys need to be out there for us to have like a dominating presence because I don't know about you. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. This, and I, I've been wrong a lot in the playoffs. And I'm, I'm starting like to reevaluate this whole regular season versus playoff thing. Like, but you tell me if I'm wrong. Like Al Horford, we're asking a lot of him to guard and beat, and then anytime someone gets beat off the dribble, to also guard the rim block the shot, and rebound the ball. It just seems like a lot. So, I, you know, like I might be seeing it wrong. I always thought that those two guys would play, and our defensive, uh, our defensive rating is great when they're on the floor. Our rebound percentage is great when they're on the floor. And we get to the playoffs, and they're not on the floor. So I just, you know, like my opinions aren't as good as what the access to the data that they have. So I just assumed that they knew what, what was going on. But I would, I've always thought that those two guys together – make us unbeatable it's not all the other things that make us unbeatable it's those two guys that i thought made us unbeatable scal you talked about the complacency and how you don't understand i don't think anybody understands the complacency right now uh for sure this team was in this situation last year and was able to win game six on the road is there a player on this roster that's going to flip over a table or show some sort of fire and passion and intensity here before this uh before this elimination game you know i don't I don't know if this group is like that. I just, I don't know. I don't, um, I, you know, like, I, I think it's a really different generation. And it's, you know, like, I'm not trying to be like the old guy on, you know, on my porch or anything like that. I just think, like, I just feel like it's, there's a, there's a big, big di- discrepancy between the way it was and the way it is now. So I, I'm not sure that someone's going to do that or not. I think they can look at it, you know, logically and say, this is what we have to do. But ultimately, like, I heard you guys talk about Joe's adjustments. Like, I don't know if playing harder is an adjustment. I, 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 getting into the ball is an adjustment. Having 
like a shot blocker like Rob Williams. I mean, maybe that's an adjustment, playing Rob and Al together. Is that an adjustment? I just think that that's like playing your two best bigs. Like, I, like, uh, I think that they kind of look at it like we got to do this and we'll win the game. So, Scal, you're, you're talking about this group, and maybe they don't have uh, a table flipper, or maybe it's just more about the generation. Maybe that, that guy doesn't exist anymore. But if they come up short, and look, they can win back-to-back games. They can win game six in Philly. They can win game seven at home. As, as many have said, they did this last year against Milwaukee, different team, but they're capable of it. Uh, if they don't get it done, is there changes that need to happen? And, I, and, and define that how you want. Big changes at the top change in coach, change in the core? Are there changes that need to happen if this team comes up short in the second round against a Philly team they've traditionally dominated? Yeah, I mean, well, let's first talk this, and I, I know you're aware of, like, the luxury tax, right? Like, in the Celtics' ownership, as long as you prove that you're a championship group, like, they're willing to spend money. And so, like, I don't, I don't know, like, those conversations, how they work. So, first of all, if you come up short, do the ownership group go to you and say, listen, you got to get under the tax. We're not, we're not interested in being a repeater, you know, and I, I don't know how familiar you are with like five time repeater, six time repeater. It gets really bad for you. Like the golden state warriors pay $500 million right. in salary because right. of the tax. They're right? not worried about it, but right. Yes. Yeah. So it's like some owners are like the Milwaukee bucks. They think about it all the time. So I don't, so that first and foremost create change. If, if there is a change from, like the opinions of the team, or do you run it back? Like maybe there is a run it back, but I do. I, from my understanding, that you have to you have to prove to our ownership group that you're championship level, and you can't just say it. You got to show it. So, right? they, so, so have they proven enough to you to run it back? No, I'm not the guy running the chance. Well, I mean, if you were, you have know, they? If I was, yes. Um, yeah, oh, man. I mean, the problem with it, this is. I would say, and like I said, I'm like I've been wrong a lot, so just ch- chalk this up as me getting it wrong. I would say that Rob and Al are make us championship level, and Al's one year older, and Rob uh, is he hurt or is he able to play? Are we going to use these two guys? You know, like so. I I would say not playing Rob because we have too many wings, and if I have too many wings. I, I could save $20 million by getting rid of them. You know, so getting rid of one, I can save 40 by getting rid of two. So those are real discussions that I have to hear from Brad, the coaching staff, and everybody. Like, if I was writing the check, I'm not writing the check. But if I was, I would say, well, you told me that if I wrote this check, we would be championship level. You told me we need this, 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 and that. And in the playoffs come around and we didn't use this, 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 and that. So, Tell me the difference. So I think those are real conversations. I think that those are, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I think they have to. there has to be some convincing. Okay, we'll leave it there. He is Brian Scalabrini. He joins us each and every week on the Harbor One Hotline. Scal, we're going to talk to you next week either way. Hopefully the, uh, the Celtics are still playing games. All right, sounds good. See you. All right, Brian Scalabrini, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Fire Hotline. Fire that tractor back up.